Welcome back, everyone, to the Get Shit Done Podcast. It's yours truly, Julie Jones, with the adventures of Julie Jones, where each and every week I bring you amazing guests from around the world. And as I promise you each and every week, this week will be no different. In fact, I have a special surprise for you this week, as it is my 100th episode. Oh my gosh, 100 episodes. Where have those gone? So let me introduce you to our special guest today, and that special guest is, woohoo! welcome Julie Jones to the podcast. Yes, it's me, yours truly, and I'm super excited today to share some thoughts with you over the last 100 episodes that I have done in the Get Shit Done podcast. First and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you for your support and for you listening in each and every week to all of the amazing interviews that I've had. And let me tell you, I have had such amazing interviews with amazing guests from around the world. I know, I guess I'm saying the word amazing a lot. Seems to be my word of the day. And I am really blessed. I'm really blessed that I have had the opportunity to meet these people and that they have said yes. Yes to me, yes to life. And I um, am just entirely grateful to each and every one of you. So I'm not going to blather on. I wanted to make this episode special because it is my 100th episode. And I wanted to kind of share with you a little bit about my journey. Maybe this is the first time that you're listening into my podcast, and maybe this is an opportunity for you to get to know me just a little bit better. So um, let's get started. Woo-woo! All right. Well, a little bit about me. So back in the 90s, believe it or not, I was a police officer. I spent 10 years in that career as a law enforcement officer as well as I was on the SWAT team, animal cruelty, I supervised in jails, I did it all. And it was a great career. It was a great career in the fact that I learned a couple of key components that I incorporate today. Number one, critical thinking, being able to think at a moment's notice, being able to think on my feet. And I also learned a lot around conflict resolution, being able to have effective conversations in moments when things may be going awry. Listen, I was the type of police officer that would rather talk and handcuff you than have to fight and handcuff you. See, I was of the philosophy that everybody does make a mistake. Now, if you're a career criminal, well, that's a whole nother story. However, there were moments in life where people had made just a bad decision at that moment. And I believed in treating people with respect. That respect always came back to benefit me. I remember one situation where there was a gentleman that was arrested by um, the police department that I was working on. And he um, recognized me from having supervised him in the Milwaukee County Jail. And he knew that I had treated him with respect. So he would not confess to anyone except for me. And he did confess. And it, it, you know, it kind of gave me in that moment 
the reminder that treat people how you want to be treated. And I think that's everywhere in life. It doesn't matter what your career is, what your job is. You know, it's all about treating people with kindness and respect. And it's always about, for me, making sure that when I meet you, it's a smile, a hello, and I'm making eye contact. Because even if you've only met me for 10 seconds, I want to make sure that I have left you better off for having met me than never having met me at all. So going back to that career in law enforcement, one of the most difficult things that I ever had to do was I was responsible for having to make death notifications, letting loved ones know that, you know, here today, gone tomorrow, that there was no promise of tomorrow, and just seeing how quickly life can change on a dime. It really can. And it was heartbreaking at times to have to give those death notifications because I had to remain incredibly stoic as I was giving that notification. So it taught me the preciousness of life, but sometimes we don't always appreciate it. I know that, you know, a lot of us are hurry, 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 go, 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 going through life and not really stopping and stepping back and actually taking the time to realize that all life has to offer. So um, when my mom was 57 years old, at the young age of 57, you know, it hit home for me personally because my mom was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. And maybe you've heard this story before, maybe you haven't, but it was devastating to me. I was really, really, really close with my mom. My mom and I were almost best of friends. We did a lot together and that was heartbreaking in and of itself. See, I've never really shared that I was the one that um, was responsible for telling my mom that she had been um, diagnosed with this disease. Now at the diagnosis, my mom was kind of at the point that she didn't completely understand. And the first words out of her mouth were, am I going to die? Imagine sitting in front of someone that you love and having them ask you that question. And of course, my response was, mom, at some point, all of us are going to die. I just didn't know how much time my mom had left. She didn't have much. Just two short years later at the age of 59, two months short of her 60th birthday, my mom passed away from what the diagnosis was early onset Alzheimer's. But if many of you know that I have this attitude of positivity, I really believe to think is to create and what you put out there will come back to you tenfold. See, my mother's mother, my grandmother, died at the age of 60. And my grandfather never had the autopsy. In fact, um, we didn't know what my grandmother passed away from. It was either a heart attack or stroke. She died instantly. I remember my mom talking about that. It was so upsetting to her because my mom was very close with her mother as well. And my mom always thought about the fact that she didn't want to die before the age of 60. She didn't. She passed away two months short of her 60th birthday. So there are times where our brains and our subconscious, our unconscious mind is so powerful that sometimes we can set, you know, life and actions into motion just by our thoughts. So since we never really truly had an autopsy with my mom, that is the official diagnosis is early onset Alzheimer's. 
Parts of me know that there were other things at play, especially because in her family, there is no other history of of early onset Alzheimer's. In fact, um, she has a brother, my godfather, still alive to this day, and he's 89 years old and sharp as a tack. So um, if I I have to share this with him so that he knows that I referenced him. So, um, you know, that's my, my uncle Jim. Anyway, so from those moments of death notifications and from, you know, my mom's own passing, and then the other thing that really hit home was just 30 short days later, my mom passed in March of 2004. In April of 2004, my grandmother, my dad's mother, passed away. So two strong women in my life were suddenly gone within 30 days of each other, and it had a tremendous effect on me. In fact, I spiraled into depression, and I went on um, antidepressant medications to really help me get through that period of my life. Um, There was so much, you know, as I look back 20 years ago, a lot of stigma. I had a lot of stigma around, you know, being diagnosed with depression and, um, you know, having to be put on a um, antidepressant medication. Looking back, I realized that it um, had a lot to do with saving my life just from the fact that um, I remember drinking a lot and just sitting on the couch and not having a lot of energy to do a lot of anything. And so I'm grateful that my ex-husband at that point said, listen, you need to go talk to somebody or we're not going to be married. Now, side note, we're not married anymore, hence the reason for ex-husband, but it wasn't around that depression issue. I mean, but I, I, I'm grateful for him for encouraging me to go and talk to someone, for getting on the antidepressants when I needed them most. I was able to wean myself off of them eventually, get on some really great nutrition and really never look back. But see, it's the small decisions sometimes that we make in life that we don't know where they are going to lead us. And hence the decision I made after I got out of that black fog and I said, you know what, no more. No more waiting on what it is that I really wanna do. I want to truly live and live my life with whatever time I have left. See, that is why I am so passionate about my platform, Stop Waiting, Start Living. It's all about living in the moment because none of us, none of us know when our expiration date is. And we sometimes live like there is all this time in the world, that there is a tomorrow. And really all we are given is right now, right now, right in the moment. And again, like you're listening to this podcast and I really truly hope that it's inspiring you in some way, shape or form to go ahead and really start making decisions that are gonna support you in living in the moment. So let me talk a little bit more about that, about what I mean by that. Because a lot of people are like, yeah, 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 Julie, this is all great. This is all well and good. You don't know me, you don't know my life. Yeah, actually I do, because I've been there. See, I only talk about things that I've experienced in life. So, you know, I remember, gosh, this was back about nine years ago. Nine years ago, I had committed 
to everything. See, I have a servant's heart. I know many of you listening out there have a servant's heart as well, and we're all about saying yes to helping each other, often to the demise and detriment of us. Like we put everybody else before ourselves, and it's taken me a long, long road to realize that I am a priority and that I come first. And if you're listening in, I want to remind you that you are a priority and you come first. So going back to about nine years ago, what ended up happening is my brother was throwing my sister-in-law a surprise birthday party. I had so much going on at the time. I was committed to volunteering and to running organizations, and I was supposed to be at a a summit and all these things. And I looked at my schedule and I said, there is no way that I'm going to be able to go to this birthday party. And I remember initially calling my brother and giving him the, hey, I'm just not able to make it, and hearing the disappointment in his voice. And when I got off the phone and I really stepped back and I looked at all these things that I believed I had to do, if you know anything about me, I'm a big get-to-do girl rather than have-to-do. And so when I looked at all these things that I had to do, I curled up in a ball and I cried. I cried because my family is one of the most important things to me. See, after having lost my mom at such an early age, it was myself my younger brother, and my father. Sure, we had some extended family, but my primary family had always been incredibly close. In fact, I talked to my parents, you know, as I grew up and grew out of the house every day or even every other day. And my brother and I, to this day, we still talk every day, maybe every other day. You know, even if it's just a simple call just to check in to say, hey, and we always end the phone call with, I love you. That's how, you know, our family was. So when I realized that I was disappointing myself as as well as the rest of my family, I picked up the phone and I started calling all of these have-tos, all of these what were obligations. And I started saying, no, like, I'm not able to be there. I'm not able to do this. I need to resign. Now, in that moment, it wasn't a very proud moment because I had given my word, right? Like your word is your bond. It was in law enforcement, and I have always lived by that. And so when I had to tell people that I was no longer available, people understood. Yet in that moment, I made the decision that I wasn't ever going to get to that place again, that I wasn't going to just give willy-nilly yeses, not realizing the long-term effects for me or what the time commitment was going to be, and then be at a point where I was overworked, overwhelmed, and stressed out. I don't know. Does that sound like any of you out there listening in? So I went ahead and was able to make that birthday party. And let me tell you something. Some of my best memories, best pictures that I got an opportunity to spend time with extended family with my father, with my brother, with my sister-in-law, the look on her face when she saw me in that room, first of all, she was surprised as I'll get out, you know, for the birthday party. Then she turned and she saw me and she burst into tears knowing that I had made the point to be there. And in that moment, I knew never again, never again am I going to get to the point where I am not able to do the things that I truly love to do. 
See, one of the other things that I often talk to people about is saying yes, woo, yes to life opportunities. See, there are so many of them that come to us and it's like in those moments when you say yes and you weren't expecting to say yes, that, um, I don't know, it just opens up life so much more. So let me give you a couple of examples of that. You know, because often as human beings, the word no rolls out of our mouth before we even know what we are saying no to. And I will I will tell you why that is. I did a little research and in researching, I found that the average three-year-old hears the word no over 400 times a day. Over 400 times a day. So is it any reason that no is so ingrained in our unconscious mind that when anybody asks us to, to participate in an amazing opportunity, usually the first words out of our mouth are no, because we're, we're thinking, we're thinking about all the other stuff that has to be done. Again, have tos rather than get tos. So I remember being approached, gosh, now this is back in 2005. So we're talking 18 years ago, 18 years ago that I was approached um, by uh, what I didn't know at the point that time was a direct sales company. I had never heard of direct sales. I never had heard of network marketing, but somebody had come to me and it was somebody that I trusted and said, hey, would you take a look at this? And I said, yes. I don't know what the heck I was saying yes to. And then when it came time for the appointment and I was to meet these people, I was like, oh my gosh, I do not know what I'm going for. And I almost backed out. However, again, woman of my word, I followed through. And it opened the doors for me to begin my business journey. I mean, maybe direct sales wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be, but you know what it did? By saying yes to that, it led me on a journey of personal growth. Because when I was in direct sales, and maybe some of you have experienced this, you know, you're doing everything what you, right. I was coachable. I was doing what I was told and still not experiencing all the success that I wanted to experience. So I started going to personal growth because I thought that there was something wrong with me. Hence, what I discovered at that time was there was nothing wrong with me. There was something wrong with that business model, in my opinion, and I'm not mentioning the company, but I I stepped back and I said, gosh, like I need to grow and I need to learn. And it was in that journey of saying yes to direct sales that led me to a yes to personal growth that takes me where I am today. In the arena that I love, love, love to support people with. See, when I was, I was young, I was really young and I loved school. I loved school so much that I used to play school, pretend school during summer vacation. And I used to have all my pretend students and I'd be in front of the room and I would be educating and teaching them and all these kinds of things, right? And then I grew up and I decided to be a police officer instead of a teacher. And now today I can proudly say that I, I really truly teach people and I help support people in having amazing breakthroughs in their life so that they can live the life that they truly create and they truly desire instead of just the fallbacks and just instead of falling back into what you have to do. So again, that was one example of saying yes to many different things that led me to where I am today. If I had said no along that journey anywhere, 
or any way, I'm not sure that I would be here today. I've also said yes to friends of mine who have called me and said, hey, I've got tickets to a concert. Do you want to go to meet with me tonight? Again, my first response was, no, I have too much to do. And then as I was talking to her on the phone and I really started thinking about it, I'm like, what is so, so important that I am not able to go and spend time with a friend at a concert? Well, it was foreigner. I mean, you, you know, I'm always proud to announce my age. I'm 55 years old. So like I grew up with some of these 80s bands. They're all making a comeback today. I went to go see Foreigner Lover Boy, I believe it was. And I mean, the entire concert, her and I were on our feet dancing away. And again, it's one of those memories that's embedded in my brain that I have for a lifetime. See, people in our lives, they don't want more things. They want experiences. They want magical memories and magical moments with us. I am so blessed to um, have some um, uh, wonderful, I was almost going to say amazing again. Um, However, you're probably tired of me saying that word today. So wonderful. I mean, really wonderful um, children in my life. And they're actually young adults now at this point. So I have an 18-year-old nephew that just graduated from high school on his way to college. And I have an 18-year-old goddaughter that also graduated from high school this year and is on her way to college. And if you know or you remember maybe your senior high school spring break, right? Like people were making big plans. Like you could have gone anywhere in the world. I mean, I don't even remember like going anywhere on my senior spring break. Um, I do remember for a senior class trip, taking the bus from Wisconsin to going to Washington, D.C., which now looking back, I didn't appreciate at the time, but I love history and it was a pretty amazing trip as I look back. But my, my nephew, Brandon, and my goddaughter, Darla, they both chose this year to spend their spring break with me out here in Arizona. Now, granted, if you know anything about me, you know I'm the fun guy. You know, a mushroom walks into a bar. Bartender says, we don't serve mushrooms here. And the mushroom says, why not? I'm a fun guy. Yep, I just told you that joke. And so I am a fun guy. And I am the fun aunt. I love to spend time. And again, when they come out here, it's not about buying things or buying trinkets. It's about spending time. I mean, we took my um, my nephew Brandon to um, Bisbee, Arizona, Tombstone, Arizona, the Old West, and we had a great time. And one of the stores was selling um, Tombstoneopoly, right? Like the version of Monopoly only with um, Tombstone items on it. And we bought it and we played several games of that. Like we played board games Here is an 18-year-old that has technology and has grown up with cell phones and all this technology and yet still loves to spend time with his aunt and uncle and play board games. And to me, I think that that really says a lot, right? I mean, both young people in my life have been, you know, um, raised in such uh, a fantastic way. I give credit to my brother and to my girlfriend for, for raising really two spectacular young adults that are going to make an impact in this world. But my point to to you is this, anywhere they could have gone, they chose to spend 
the time with me because in the past, I have spent the time with them, right? And so it's all on how you're leaving your life and your your legacy. See, I know that we need to get off the hamster wheel of life. The hamster wheel of life is keeping us running, 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 running. And I really want to encourage you on a couple of things. I have a keynote speech where I talk about um, the, uh, the idea of do you, do you. And I am all over the place doing these summits, but I am just going to quickly take you through these five arenas that you can be making a difference in your own life to get off that hamster wheel and stop being what I call woo busy, woo busy, woo busy running around doing a whole lot of have tos instead of saying yes to the get tos in life. So do you is an acronym. The D stands for digital detox. I mean, for so many of us, we are so attached to those cell phones. I read a scary statistic once in a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. The average person touches, touches their phone 2,617 times a day. Yes, that's right. 2,600 times a day. We become like Pavlov's dogs with our cell phones. A text message goes off. We're paying attention. An email goes off. We're paying attention. I'm just going to check one more thing. I'm just going to check one more thing. And we find ourselves two and three hours later than we plan to work, still checking just one more thing. Give up all technology for just one hour a day. One hour a day and see what happens in your life. Maybe you're playing board games with your with your loved ones. Maybe you're reading. Maybe you're taking that walk or exercising. All these things that you want to be doing, yet you say you have no time because you're so woo busy. All right, digital detox. Now, of course, if you hear me talk anywhere else, I'll go more into detail with this, but I'm just hitting the highlights. And the O stands for um, overthrow. Oh, excuse me. The, the first O stands for, oh, no, oh, no. And what it, the oh, no stands for is no is a complete sentence. So, you know, I've talked a little bit about this earlier in the podcast, but really recognizing what you're saying yes and no to. And if somebody asks you to participate in something or to be on a board or to volunteer, ask for 24 hours before you give an answer. And if you know what's a no, give the no. See, no is a complete sentence. And we don't have to have a reason as to why we're saying no. When you're saying no, you know, like in your life, you can make yourself so, so much more a priority. See, I find that when we say yes to the have-tos, we're saying no to our priorities in our life. So, oh no. Okay, the, the why is yes to boundaries. For any of you who know the importance of boundaries, boundaries are key. Those teach people how to treat you. And again, like set working hours. I don't work on Sundays, Unless I have a big event coming up, like I do have a big event coming up here in Arizona, September 29th and 30th, where I'm doing a two-day live event. As much as possible, I don't work on Sundays. However, it's a choice. For me, it's a choice. If I decide that I'm going to work on a Sunday, 
well, I'm just going to work a few hours and then have the rest of the time with spending with my husband or with my fur babies. It's setting things that are most important to you and what's negotiable and non-negotiable. There are so many things in our life and boundaries are so important. And I'm finding that a lot of people have never set boundaries and I'm really helping support some of my clients with setting effective boundaries and having conversations because those conversations are not always easy when you've never had boundaries and now all of a sudden you do. So the second O stands for overthrow the to-do list. Woohoo! Overthrow the to-do list. Now, I know a lot of people who love to-do lists are ready to turn off this podcast, but let me tell you what I think is so much more important. It's a success list. See, a to-do list is a disorganized directory. Everything and anything goes on that to-do list. But a success list, I like to keep like three items. And you write it on a post-it note. And then when you're done with those three items in a given day, you can throw away the post-it note. And it's a success list for this reason. It's taking you towards what you really want. If you're not sure what should go on there, well, that's a great conversation that you can have with me for me to help streamline what should be going on a success list. See, a to-do list can chip away at your self-esteem when it's 50,000 you know, items long and you feel like you're never making way. See, as entrepreneurs, we're always going to be thinking about what else there is that we want to get done. And there's a point. There's a point to cutting it off and saying enough is enough. And if you do anything at the end of the day, if you do anything and you take one thing away from this podcast, here's what I want you to do. I want you to celebrate what did get done in a day versus what didn't get done. See, I truly believe that as human beings, us just waking up and living in the moment and living our life is really worth celebrating because if you're listening to this, you woke up today, there were many people who didn't. And finally, the U stands for uniquely you. Woohoo! Uniquely you. There is no one else in this world like you. See, my friend RV Robinson taught me this once. She taught me that, you know, you were put on this earth for a particular purpose and that you have a message to deliver that can only be heard from you, that can only be heard from you. So like use your voice and share your message. And whether or not you're on podcasts or you're on stages or you're just with your family and in your own life, you have a ripple effect. See, your voice matters, you matter, and you are truly enough. I believe, and I've always believed, God doesn't make mistakes. And so you were born perfect with this message to share in this world. Stop trying to be ever anybody else. See, if death came knocking at your door and said, knock, 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 hey, Julie, it's time to go. I'm going to be like, hey, listen, death, I'm not ready, Grim Reaper. I'm not ready to go. Let me call my best friend and ask her to take my place. So I call up my best friend and I say, hey, best friend, would you like to go? The Grim Reaper's at my door. She's going to be like, heck no. Heck no. Like I got a lot of living to do. So my point is this. Nobody's going to take your place in death. So why, why? 
Are you allowing people to live for you? I really hope that you have enjoyed this podcast celebrating 100 episodes and hearing from yours truly. As always, if you have a message to share and you would like to be on my podcast, please, please, please reach out to me. You can find my website, juliejones.biz, B-I-Z. You can contact me. We can talk about you being on my podcast. I also have a television show called Stop Waiting, Start Living. And more importantly, you can book a free 30-minute phone call with me. Bring to me your biggest issue. It's not a sales call. It's my give back and my gift to you for listening into the podcast and being able to share with you some ideas around what's stopping you in life. Because if you know anything about me, it's all about having fun and really truly to stop waiting and start living in your own life. And if you are in the Arizona area, or even if you're not, I'm telling you, it's worth the flight in. I am doing a two-day summit, Stop Waiting, Start Living, September 29th and September 30th, 2023. I did one last year and it received rave reviews. People loved it and I welcome you. I welcome you to come to the event so that you can figure out what is stopping you in your life. Where are you stuck? Let's have a breakthrough and let's celebrate you and life together. So as always, this is Julie Jones signing off for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. Please like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Your support means the world to me. And I would really love for you to share this podcast out with the world so that other people can hear this message and I can make that impact that I'm looking to make throughout this world. I am so grateful for each and every one of you, sending you lots of love as you carry on in your day. And as always, have a productive, get shit done kind of day. Happy 100th episode, Julie Jones. I'll talk to you soon. Time is our most valuable asset, and I certainly do appreciate yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Shit Done podcast with me, Julie Jones. If this episode was helpful for you, please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. This goes a long way in helping others to find the show too. Are you ready? I mean, really ready to make the next step towards living your best life now, then contact me at juliejones.biz to schedule your call with me. You can also find additional information on contacting me in the show notes. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with purpose, and passion.